Welcome to Pro AV Now by MarketScale, your source for the latest news and innovations in the audiovisual world straight from industry professionals. Now, here's your host. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pro AV Now brought to you by MarketScale. We're going to be talking about the marketing aspect of the AV industry today. We kind of left off on the edge of this when we spoke about digital signage with Paul Hughes of ThinkSign and Rich Piero of Premier Mounts last week. But today we're going to be looking at this in terms of innovation and new content paradigms. Today I'm joined by the lovely Kelly Perkins. She's the Marketing and Communications Director for AVI Systems. And Kelly, just starting off right off the bat, what kind of things do you run into on a daily basis being a immersed on your side of the industry? Our organization and any other organization that is a services organization organization that's in charge of taking, you know, multiple types of technology from multiple types of manufacturers, you know, you, you add in products, you know, you add in technology, you add in network, you add in signals, this or that, it starts to get really complicated really quickly. Right. Um, right. So that's kind of make you know taking away the complex and really kind of giving organizations and that's another layer of um of complexity because you have multiple verticals right you have you know workspaces and you have stadiums and you have churches and you have you know healthcare and education you know that's that's kind of where where our niche is right that's where that's where we fit we help we help Customers, whoever they are, figure out what that their perfect solution is. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, of course. Okay. okay. So you're 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 taking their description of what they need and essentially looking to fill that the best way that you can. Yes and no. Okay. So part of it is, um, you know, I think I think up to this point, up to this point, it's been it's been that way. I think in our industry, uh, it's it's definitely been that way. I think we need to take that a step further and try and guide customers um, and, you know, guide clients into really figuring out what it is they need, not necessarily what they think they need. So being more proactive in, in that, in the sales process, I, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So essentially, uh, yeah, the customer may come in with expectations, but your job is to educate them on what they really need. Like, of course, we think we need certain things, but then you can tell them, well, I mean, that's honestly not necessary. This is really what you need right here. You may not even like this, this thing that you're requesting, that's honestly not a necessary component that you need right now. And so that's essentially what you're saying, right? Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that, that's important then. So in, in the process of marketing, just like you said, the role of educating the consumer, hugely important. I mean, the, the consumer has all these expectations and especially in B2B marketing, um, that can be, B2B, uh, B2B consumers are a lot different than B2C in a lot of ways. And, and, and the fact that, yes. you know, they're educated, they're, they, they are very much particular about what they want in a lot of ways. So how would you say uh, communicating premium differentiators is a huge part of the selling process? Well, it's huge. I mean, your unique, compelling differentiators are what, you know, what, what makes your company and, and your organization rise above the best you know, whatever that may be, whether it's your, your people or your process or, um, you know, depending on whatever that may be, that's, I mean, that's hugely important. And I think that's why, you know, you have, for example, and I'm just going to throw this out there, like you have companies like Progressive and, uh, you know, Geico, Yes. you want the cheap, you don't want to deal with, you know, you don't, 
you want the cheapest, you go online, you, you figure it out. They're pretty, they're pretty decent companies, but at the same time, you know, I've been with the same insurance guy now for, well, since I got my driver's license because he was my mom's insurance guy and I want to be able to pick up the phone and call someone. Yeah. So you want that personal touch. You don't want that, that robot, like that robot customer line that guides you through six or seven sales processes. Exactly. I would consider us definitely a, a, a premium company, but along with that premium company comes kind of the, the, the premium valet, the premium VIP experience. Yeah, so value added service is huge. That's that's one thing that we heard from um we we talked to Premier Mounts on Friday and he was saying the same thing is that value added service is going to be massive, especially in in the future if things were to move to a completely e-commerce world, you know, that's that's value added service is going to be massive. People people don't regardless of the simplicity of it, people want a person that they can speak to immediately. Well, yeah, I mean, think about like Again, these are just examples, but like the floral industry, you know, 20 years ago, it's completely different, right? They were all owned by mom and pop shops. They of course, you know, kind of ran, you know, in their neighborhoods or their cities and towns. And now, I mean, nobody goes into those places. However, they do go on, you know, flowers.com or 1-800-Flowers who are connected to those small mom and pop shops, Right. And that's how they get their messaging and a lot of their product out the door. So it's just buying behaviors and the buying journey has shifted dramatically um, over the last 10, 15 years with, with the rise of the internet and e-commerce and being able to research, you know, and compare and educate yourself online before you even pick up the phone to call someone or even know what type of company you need to call. Yeah. So with that shift, you do you can like with that shift, a lot of people are not doing it. Um, But I I know some people that are. uh, Do you agree that a lot of companies should be investing in completely new content marketing paradigms? Or do you think that, you know, what they're doing now is when you know it's working or it's going to keep on working? Do you think companies should really invest in that uh, that future process? Like you're saying, everything's shifting to e-commerce and online. Do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, look at the way you, you buy anything, right? I mean, right. I what's the first thing? What's the first thing you do when you need something for yourself? For example, I need a plumber. Okay, I'm single. I'm 35. I know nothing about plumbing. Okay, so the first <laughs> thing I do is I'll message somebody something out on Facebook, or I'll give someone a call to try and get a referral. If I can't get a referral, I'm going to Google it. Right. Yes. Even if I get a referral. I'm going to Google it. Okay. And then I'm going to do some research and I'm going to read reviews and I'm going to figure out if these people are actually legit, AKA, do they have a website? Do they have social media channels? Are there reviews, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that goes the same for B2B. I mean, you know, and it's, it's tough in our industry because we have a hard enough time defining what our industry is, you know, so you have, you know, an IT guy or a facilities manager out there going, okay, you know, I know I want, and maybe not a facilities manager, but let's say you have a CEO or a CMO that's that's completely redoing their workspace, right? They know they right. want this cool technology they saw somewhere. They know they want interactivity. They know they want a big video wall or a projection screen or whatever it may be. They don't even know who to pick up the phone and call, right? So maybe they start doing a little bit of research online and 
you know, I, I would hope, you know, I, I know we spend an awful lot of time putting educational content on our website and educational content, whether it's a video or uh, a podcast or it's, you know, just a blog or photos or some sort of case study. I mean, I think it's, I think it's gotten to the point where, you know, should companies consider creating, you know, completely new content marketing paradigms? I think, I think having a strategic digital marketing presence is, which includes content, I think is, is almost becoming foundational. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's a bare minimum. Right. And, and, and if you're not doing that right now, you're already behind the curve. I think, I think that's just going to be something that continues to evolve and, and, and go forward. And you're going to have to learn from, you know, the, the data and the analytics that you're getting. Um, and of course it'll have to be shifted, you know, to, to deal with you know, whatever marketplace your, your audience lives in, you know, as, as your organization evolves. But, um, yeah, I think I, I think it's just going to continue to evolve. I don't know if there's going to be a completely new paradigm. Right. Um, I, 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 I can't speak to that. Of course. Yeah. So you're, you're, you were explaining the importance of content. So maybe it's not a new content marketing paradigm, but, um, with these product explaining videos, these are really popular right now. And like animated concept, uh, concept explanations, of course, in the AB industry, that's almost nece- that's, that's almost needed for every product because you know, you're dealing with some very, um, not so, not, not so simple technology. This is stuff that, uh, you know, it sounds exciting to the engineers. who's like, this is going to give this capability or it's going to enable the user to do this. Well, the user may not necessarily understand how significant that is until, you know, you put it into simple words. So what kind of questions should you be answering with that content? Like you were saying earlier, you know, I guess it depends on where it, well, it depends on your, your targeted personas, right? You have to start with your your target audience and kind of map where, you know, a, who that target audience is. So as an example for us, you know, I, I think about our target audience is, can be a whole slew of people, but you have to walk through the buyer's journey. So my example would be, uh, we have, you have, you know, in, you have a CEO at a company that wants to upgrade or expand or change their workspace. Okay. They want to include technology. So what, what's the first thing that they do? They go to their director of IT or whatever technology person, CIO, CTO that they have in the building. Okay. That person goes to probably, you know, an IT staff member and says, do some research on cool technology and somebody around town that we can get in front of. So they hop online, they do the research at kind of an IT staff, technical staff aspect of it. And then they'll bring a couple options up to the CIO or the IT director and he'll make a decision and then present it to the CEO. So it really depends on who you're trying to reach there. Of course. Um, you know, you get, you, you get to the IT staff and it's, you know, geek to geek speak, right? So if you're, if you're really focusing on the IT staff, then you'll probably want to, you know, go where they live, whether that's, you know, YouTube or, or gaming or, you know, certain, you know, wired magazine, wherever that is, is probably where you should live. If you're really focusing on that, that, kind of CEO, CTO, high-level C-suite executive, you know, I feel like you have to go a little bit further. I mean, you have to create some awesome experiences, some awesome examples, whether that's a video showcasing an awesome, 
you know, project that you did for, you know, Target Field up here in Minneapolis, or it was a completely immersive experience at MoMA, or some sort of, you know, amazing, you know, workplace transformation that happened and, and, you know, you know, minimize their, their retention to, you know, 10% and their recruitment rate is just insane. Yeah. Right? So it just, it kind of depends on who you're trying to get in front of. If I threw, you know, a piece of content about something really techie in front of, you know, a CEO, I don't think they're going to care too much. Right, exactly. So uh, kind of backing up to our earlier in our conversation today, um, back to B2B e-commerce, um, this will be kind of where we end our conversation, but I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, with this being the trend, the future of this industry, I, I have no doubt that in the next five to 10 years that we're going to see a, a, a huge notable, noticeable difference. We're seeing it right now, but it's going to be even more massive in our eyes. How would you say as, as we go towards this trend that we would increase quality, not only in sales, but in your case, marketing and customer relationships? I honestly, I, I see it happening to an extent, but I don't know. It's going to be difficult because we're not selling at least us as an audiovisual integrator and services provider. We're not selling product. We're selling our knowledge and our expertise of products. Yes. So when you get, you know, your typical, let's say a, a bigger size project has 30 different manufacturers, you know, with different technologies, we're really selling our knowledge and expertise of how we can make that work the best for that specific environment. Yes. Um, I mean, are you, I think I, I don't see it affecting the services piece of it, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess, I guess backing up, um, AVI, which where you, where you're at, it, it wouldn't affect y'all necessarily. Cause once again, you're an integrator and y'all are providing the knowledge and service aspect of it. But, uh, if you were in the case of the, I, I guess if you were in the case of one of the manufacturers, somebody who is making these parts and, you know, re relies solely on the product, uh, what would you, what would be your strategy here in this? Like what would, what would be your step forward if you were in their shoes? Well, the challenge is, the challenge is for the manufacturers is that we are their channel. <laughs> yes. And when you start when you start bypassing that channel and putting product on Amazon or B and H or this or that, you're really you're you're what's the word I'm looking for? You're you're competing against your customer. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like a lot of is, is really kind of what, what the position that you're putting yourself in. Um, you know, we, a lot of our manufacturers don't sell direct and if they did, there'd be no need for us. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I get it to an, a, the standpoint of, you know, a distributor, you know, they, they can keep, they can warehouse, you know, large quantities of, of product for this or that. And we can go, you could go through it that way. I just, I, I, I see there being an issue or challenges with putting up, you know, it's basically bypassing the channel, AKA, you know, the integrator channel who, who's, who are the customers and selling direct to end users, which would be our customers. 
Right. Well, I, I like what you said that if you're bypassing this without, you know, thinking about it, not being smart about it, you're you're essentially competing against your customer. And, you know, I think that's a great place to leave off. And Kelly, I just appreciate everything that you've been saying and just the conversation that we've been having. This is hugely important to uh, our listeners and just what they're thinking about for the future and just how that selling process is going to be. Maybe they're in the shoes of the, maybe the manufacturer or maybe in your shoes, maybe they work for an integrator, but whatever it may be, this is very valuable information. And I just appreciate you joining the show. And if you want to learn more about what Kelly does and just with AVI systems, you can go to their website, avisystems.com. And they have all sorts of information about uh, and, and knowledge about these uh, AV products and just where the trends are headed. They, they're they in all sorts of verticals, things like business, education, healthcare, even in government and houses of worship, entertainment. I mean, the works. And they're even providing solutions for things like meeting rooms, broadcast media, digital signage. Uh, so, Kelly, I really appreciate your time. And uh, we definitely want to have you on the show again. Your knowledge has been invaluable. Awesome. Thanks, Taylor. You've been listening to Pro AV Now by Market Scale. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes featuring conversations with industry leaders as we unpack the latest in everything from LED all the way to digital content. You can find us at marketscale.com and also on iTunes. Pro AV Now, your home for everything B2B and professional audiovisual. We'll see you next time.